You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fan. The Eagles fan. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Philly Specialist. I'm depressed. I mean, Dom, joined by my... Co-host Eric Davis coming in uh, fresh off what I would call an ass-whipping from the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I don't know why I let that Atlanta game get in my head, but my disappointment is unfathomable. And we're only 36 hours away from me convincing myself we're going to beat the Chiefs, so... It's a cycle. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship and there's nowhere to go. Uh, oh, man. Where do we begin? Well, I, I guess let's, uh, let's actually do the news and notes first. Salamalu's out for the year. Kayvon Wallace is out for multiple weeks with a separated shoulder. Uh, the offensive line, once again, decimated. Decimated with injuries. So, you know, it's, it's more of the same pain. Just with different people this time. Oh God! I I. I, I mean, just, let's just. I'm I mean, tired of it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the injuries, uh, just terrible. Uh, the offense just terrible. The defense just terrible. Sipas carrying the team again. Um, but is there anything you'd like to? I mean that. We could we can go from anywhere. I mean, it's all bad. It's just a matter of what turd you want to grab first. Well, let's get it out of the week. Let's let's just get it out of the way now, right now. You're a crumb creep, lush coward. The crumb bomb of the week. Yeah, it's it's me. It's me for for victory lapping after week one. That's uh, you know that's that one's on me. It's you, but really, it's all of us. Yeah, yeah. And you know what though, I would do it again. In a second, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, how could you not enjoy that day? That is the ice cream that you get to taste for the entire year before reality has set back in for us. And here we are. Uh, it's gonna get better. I mean, you know, we're playing Dallas now. We have the bottom dwellers of the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> coming in. Those bums. And then, you know, the three and O Carolina Panthers, and then Tampa Bay, and then New Orleans. I think at some point. And then, uh, no, we're in trouble. Oh, Vegas, Vegas is, uh, is Vegas, up there too. Vegas, who Denver, I think Denver. is also three and zero. I'm just, I mean, there's no Denver's three and zero, but their their opponents are a combined zero and nine. I think so. Right, take they're, that with a grain of salt, but that, not that it matters. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 a terrible situation right now. It's a bad week. Um, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, I listen. We even said a thousand times this team was going to struggle to be a 500 team. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think either of us are 17 games. I don't think either of us picked them to have nine wins. Well, we got drunk that one time and gave them 10. But that doesn't even. No, we did not. Yeah, we did. We gave them 10. No, we gave them a range. And if. Some of the flip-flop games went right. their way. They could maybe get up to 10, but realistically it was more like 6 to 7. Right, and and, and I think, you know, I, I'm not past that. I think that's oh, still in the range I think we're going to win 5. Okay, well, I think uh, 
I think it's week to week league. And I I don't think it could get worse than what that was. I think that was just absolutely on on all sides of the ball an abject failure. I I, I thought the defense. Uh, you know what? I got a hard time getting in the defense's ass only because they spent. So, it felt like they spent the entire first half on the field. Like I know they were gassed. I, right. I, I can't. I just can't kill them for it. Yeah. No. My my problem was the first drive. They had. Six plays, seventy-five yard touchdown. And they made it look easy. Dallas. Next drive was after the interception from Jalen Hurts. They got the fumble touchdown. So you, you know, inherently you're going to be out on the field, but that should have given you some juice. And instead, they went eleven plays, seventy-five yards, and stopped them at the one. And then the next drive, they came out six plays, fifty yards for a touchdown. And if we're being honest, it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. And then 13 plays, 65 yards in the touchdown. That's the first five drives from Dallas. They basically moved uh, the length of the football field three times on our defense. And I understand that uh, they are gassed. I mean, it's tough when your offense is out there for three plays, three plays, three plays. Less than that sometimes. Yeah, just, just you know, it, it, it's it's the opposite of complementary football in in my opinion, at least last week with San Francisco, what the Eagles offense was doing was failing to execute at the end of drives, but they were putting together at least substantial enough drives to keep the defense a little fresher, keep you in the game. I just, I go back to it. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that's the big thing with the defense. I think Dallas moved the ball at will. I think they had too many boneheaded penalties. I mean, the defense, there was not yeah there was there is a penalty situation going on I I know everybody saw Sirianni mm. uh, it's always him it's on always the sideline cuz of Barnett which is you know a little little weird I mean you know I get it I I just hate this it makes me uncomfortable having to see it because it's like man I just wonder how bad are the problems with him you know I I keep thinking you know he's going to turn it on I still think he's a good player but we talked about it last week, just a stupid, stupid penalty on him. And now this week, a, a killer mm-hmm. when you're trying to find a way to build some momentum. So that's really uncool, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, my patience is wearing thin. I think, I think the team's patience, I think the coach's patience is wearing thin. And with the emergence of Josh Sweat, you know, it give him some more playing time for crying out loud. I, I mean, how many times? I mean, John uh, Kerrigan's been. Flat he has out, zero. Blanked. He has zero stats, Kerrigan. Yeah. He doesn't. He has. He doesn't have a tackle. I don't. Yeah, think. I have as many stats as Kerrigan this year. That's insane. With with much less snaps. It's just. It's just bonkers to me. You know, the, everything. Everything about this team is so frustrating because despite what happened in Atlanta, and and, and yeah, take it with a grain of salt. I mean, Atlanta is not a great team, but at least. What happened in Atlanta was you had a team that had a game plan. We didn't have a game plan. The defense seemed to just it was like it was like they were playing against a, a, a high school football team. They were running all over you, and then you brought the safety up, and then they threw a bomb to CD Lamb, and it was just like whatever they wanted to do, they were going to do. I think the defense was on their heels the whole game because I really believe they had no. I mean, I think they thought, oh, we got to save this game. Yeah. You know, and and I don't know, you know, I don't know I, the exact numbers of, of, like, the percentage at which they blitzed, but Jonathan Gannon, Does not. It, it, I'm watching, and I'm like, all right, you got you to gotta bring some know. pressure so at some point. You're going to have to. And, like, it just seems like it's very vanilla. It seems like it's always some form of zone, and we're bringing four. 
It's right. it's like a system, you know. I, and I I don't know. Maybe the there's just not good enough adjustments going on on the defense. But it just seemed like you're right. They had their way all day. I do give them some slack because you know they were out there for a couple plays, and then two plays later they were out there for another. And like you said, another you know what was it seventy five yard drive. Then you know we get that fumble back. And you know what? At no point in this game did we look like we belong there. Not even when we had that that recovery in the end zone. Well, really, I guess technically, you know, interception. I don't know if the hand was moving forward. Then they're on the field for 75 more yards. Then they're on the field for 50 more yards. Then they're on the field for 65 more yards. Like, it's just like they're getting run up and down the field, and then you think, uh, okay, I have a drive. I can gather myself. The defense can gather themselves. They can make the adjustments. It wasn't there. You know, the, uh, the offense has to be the story here. We we can't make it about the defense. The offense was putrid. Well, the only thing I will say, and this was something that I had I had listened to another podcast um, from Bleeding Green Nation, their their reactions, and I thought it was a really good point. Uh, they were stating that the Eagles' offense, first time play caller on offense with Nick Sirianni, sixth start ever by a quarterback, rookie wide receiver. Two second-year wide receiver, second-year wide receiver, and then you have some experience on the lines that are getting hurt. So now you have a first-time first guard in Landon Dickerson, and then you have these, uh, you know, relatively young uh, Goddard, and then you have Zach Ertz, who's clearly a, a veteran. So on that side of the ball, it's young, cheap talent that's being developed. Whereas on the other side of the ball, you have your Darius Slay, your Fletcher Cox, your Javon Hargrave, who is making big money, Nelson, your, your yeah, linebackers, and I, it's just... I hear you, and, and I understand the point that they were making and the point that you were making, but the thing is, no amount of like lopsided talent on one side is going to reinvent the wheel. The fact of the matter is, defenses that are stuck on the field for most of the time of possession wear out. This is just... It's just a thing. It, it, like... We're not reinventing the wheel here. That's what happens when football teams have their defense stuck on the field for too long. They wear out. Yeah, and I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. I mean, that that basis of the argument is is totally correct. But the issue is, it, it, before you're out on the field for too long, right? I mean, you can you can say, I mean, they they were doing whatever they wanted, and I don't know if a fresh defense would have done much more. Like, I don't know if you would have rested them you know, uh, 20 minutes between a drive. I don't know if the Eagles' defense had anything to answer to to this team at any point. So, I mean, I I, I don't well, okay. fault them for being so, tired, but I do fault them for being the investment side of the ball and not being the... You're, the, the I, I understand, the and I don't, and I don't want to the let ball. them off the hook completely. Right. I mean, the linebackers were horrid, you know, and I know there's not a lot of talent there. They haven't really invested heavily in the linebacker position, but... You know the linebackers were getting chewed up. Oh, and and and, and don't 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 uh, mistake my uh, vile anger towards the defense to be a mutually exclusive thing. I am pissed at the defense. I'm pissed at the offense. Almost equally across the board. I'm I'm very aggravated. You know, the more time I think about it now in front of a microphone, I've gone through dips and waves where I'll space out and I won't think about it, and then I'll just come into being angry, and then I laugh about it because it's so so fucking ridiculous. So I mean, the the defense has was was an abject failure, and they've had two what I would call solid games. So again, they don't deserve to be the story, but I, I, I can't have another performance like that because 
they're supposed to be middle of the road if or better. Whereas the offense, we didn't know we were getting, and I still don't know what we're going to get with this offense because I don't think we've seen what this team is still. I don't, I don't know what our offensive identity I, is. I'll tell you, I'm scared to death about our offense. I'm, yeah, I'm really afraid that, that it's not going to be any better than this this year. Um, because I don't know where I don't know where the problems are coming from. I mean, everything seems like a problem. But you know, like last year, we could say, okay, the offensive line is banged up really bad. The quarterback's got a lot of pressure in his face, and the wide receivers uh, are not getting separation. And the play calling was an issue, right? You know, this year it's like. Just it just seems like so dysfunctional, like yeah. it's a ship with a thousand holes in it. Yeah, you know, and, and listen, last week was bad. Uh, last year was really bad too, and I just listed a bunch of things that were really bad. But at least it was like okay, well, there's a few things we can do here and there, and okay, well, there's like a lot of injuries and ba 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 ba. You know, this year it just seems like the game plan is bad. The play calling was bad. They ran three <laughs> three dedicated runs this past week. Yeah. And and I'm ready to get in Nick Sirianni's ass about it, but also he said today he can basically considers RPOs run plays because they're supposed to be run first. I feel like plays. that's that's a cop out because uh, I mean it it it's it's so it's so egregious as a coach. Now the first things first. I mean, you, like you said, you can't pick out a problem because the drives don't last enough to find out where the problem is. They last three plays and then we punt the ball away. There's no. There's no setup. There's no play where you run miles. You, you can't set up play action because you're not. Do, you're, there's just not enough to see anything develop into even the semblance of a of a game plan. Let alone, you know, anything that remble, resembles an NFL offense. And it's just so bizarre to me to see what they wear in Atlanta, which I thought was we're going to come out, we're going to keep it short, we're going to we're going to keep it simple, we're going to dominate you with our speed, and it worked. Then they went out to San Francisco, and there was a game plan. I let's throw deep against these receivers, which to me, if you can beat a receiver uh, with your speed, or if you can beat a corner with your with your speed deep, still run those screens that were working. Still get your guys out in space because they're still faster than the corner, whether they're in front of them and they got an angle, they can beat them with the ball in their hand. But it just and then this game, I didn't know what the hell he was doing, and and. I I struggle because I I and I'm 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 segueing into this because I I think we've we've established that we think that Nick Sirianni's play calling was terrible and I'm struggling because I spent all last year when I've switch, switched I remember early in the season I hung on to it I was watching the Pittsburgh Steelers game and I texted you and I said I can't wait for Carson Wentz to turn this around and we can shove it up everybody's hoop because he was getting killed on Twitter. And then it was game after game after game after game of him not not making the easy plays. At the same time, I'm seeing this and now I'm looking at Jalen Hurts and I'm, I've, I've spent the early part of this week, we've been going back and forth, we've been talking about how we feel about it, and the biggest issue I was running into is I thought that the game planning was so bad that he was set up to fail. The more I watch tape, the more I watch stuff. He's also missing these easy plays, so he deserves to be yeah, I, I ridiculed for that. I, I, I agree, and, and and I didn't really agree with that when you said it. That's not good. Fuck it. It's fine. I gotta fix that. We're doing it live. Go. All right. 
I, and I, and I, I really didn't agree with that when you were saying it because I, I'm kind of having this like chicken and the egg thing. Like I don't know is it tr- is is Nick egg Sirianni's egg. play calling really bad or does do Jalen Hurts' limitations just kind of hamstring Nick Sirianni? Because when you can't do things as a quarterback, like I don't know, get through your reads, uh, not panic and bail in the pocket at the first sign of like anything. I mean, he was he was running from the pocket like it was trying to eat his lunch. He was like, ah, I'm getting out of here. There were times he was just bailing immediately that made no sense. Um, not throw, like be accurate with any kind of consistency in intermediate routes. I mean, for the last two weeks, he has been really bad. This week was really, really bad. Unable to time a deep throw. Unable to get enough air under a deep throw. If you're a coach, oh, and not to mention making good decisions on RPOs where you shouldn't keep that ball. Are you talking about the play where he got blown up by uh, it was Parsons? It was more than one time. It was more than one play where that ball should have went to the running back. Yeah. And, and I, he kept it. Yeah, I, 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 I will give a hat tip to, to Micah Parsons. I think two times he made plays where a normal, a normal end doesn't make those plays, so I think it's hard to anticipate that Micah Parsons is going to run you down the way he did. I think he got two yards, and I was like, damn. How fast is Micah Parsons? And it pisses me off because he wears Cowboys. It just, it just like if you can't do, if you're having trouble with all of those things. Now, first of all, if he's having as much trouble as he was having the other day, and you're the coach, yeah, dial up some designed runs, right? Like get him under center because he's never under center. Get him under center. Dial up some designed runs. Let let your running back take some of the brunt off him. That way, maybe the play action works. Yeah, and I mean, and they're running the ball well, and it's just everything about his excuses for everything, the RPO excuse, the I think that we had to get into a shootout with this team, so I really wanted to throw the ball. That's not how you beat a team who has more offensive firepower than you. You beat that team by keeping their offense off the field, by controlling the clock. It's like, but, it's okay, like football but, 101. And that's, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I mean, look, when we put the keys to the game, we said you have to control the clock. Right. You need to be strong in the running game. We put that up on our Instagram. I hear what you're saying. But at some point, Right, like you. I mean, this is the uh, the game script called for them to have to be able to air it out because they were down at at one point they were down twenty one seven. Like you have to throw the ball at that point. Some ways, if the game hadn't been so bad from the rip, then like late in the game, it's like okay, then you're not in that situation, mm-hmm. and then those numbers don't look so bad. Yeah. You know, if if the RPOs are in there, maybe he gets six more carries that brings him to. Eight. That's certainly not enough. But if the RPOs aren't screwed up, maybe those drives stay around. Maybe they're not three and outs. And then that gives more opportunities. Now listen, I'm not giving Nick Sirianni a pass. He should have dialed up more run plays. The play calls weren't good. But I'm not I'm not willing to sit here and say that like, oh, Jalen Hurts was bad because of Sirianni. I just think that would be unfair. I think that would be a lie. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't want to take a fucking fat dump on Hurts. And I'm not saying he should be benched or anything like that. Obviously, he's our quarterback right now. He should be our quarterback right now. We have to see what he has. Two bad games doesn't doesn't make a career. I, and I'm not going to sit here and say, like, we got to get rid of him or anything crazy like that. But this week, and a little bit last week, 
he wasn't out there looking like a raw prospect. He wasn't out there looking like somebody who didn't have enough development. He looked lost. He looked like he was in over his head. The most basic fundamental things were being done wrong. So, I, if you're an Eagles fan, you should be worried. Maybe you shouldn't write him off. I'm not saying write him off. But this is worrisome because these are not problems that just like came out of the blue. These were the same problems when he came out of college, not getting through his reads fast enough, not finding the open man, keeping his eyes downfield when he got flushed out of the pocket, running out of the pocket too soon, not having, you know, there were issues with his arm talent. We've said it a thousand times of what the story was on him when he came out. That's why he was projected to be a fourth round pick. And so he was always a project quarterback. And I know that you're going to tell me, I, I, I can already hear the words coming out of your mouth. He's a rookie, essentially. But the fact of the matter is, he is not a rookie quarterback. He's not. I don't care if it's a seventh game, because he would not be the first quarterback to ever get drafted and sit for a year. He has an entire year in an NFL building, training in an NFL facility, on an NFL team, two full training camps under his belt, and he's got four starts last year. So before you do what you've been doing all week and compare him to Zach Wilson, that's not a one-to-one comparison. Not just you, but that seems to be everybody's thing. Well, he's basically a rookie. Give him time. He's not. I'm tired of hearing that. He's got to be better. I want him to be better. I hope he's better. But, like, th- that's a good, like, oh, well, he's getting better is a, good, is a good thing to say if he's getting better. We saw a very steep decline, uh, an incredibly steep decline. He's got to get it corrected. It it just is what it is because otherwise we're looking for a quarterback at the end of this year. He can't play like this. He can't play like this. Well, I don't think anybody's arguing that if he played, if he continues to play like he did in the Dallas game, that he's going to be uh, the starting quarterback for for long or he's built for the league. I know, but what I'm saying is, how like if this is like where he hit, where he is now, like he has a ways to go, and if the problem is okay. If he looked so good in Atlanta, right, because the book wasn't out, and now the book's out, and I'm sure if me— Well, you can't if, have both sides of that. You can't say that they play, he was out for four weeks, he, he, had, he had a full offseason, people have seen him on the field, and then all of a sudden he's, he's a new player. Well, yeah, but it's also a new offense. Well, new offense or not, the player is still the same player. You know what his limitations are, so you take certain things away. If those limitations are the same exactly—I mean, you can't Yeah, but if, if, if can't those limitations are, it, if those limitations are he can't throw to the middle of the field, he can't throw a deep ball, he runs from the pocket immediately, that's a, that's a big hill to climb. Well, and and I think those I think some of those things are overblown. And I think still I I I know he's not a rookie, but he's still an unexperienced player. He was still drafted. I mean, whether whether the Eagles believed it or not, he was he was drafted as a player that was a developmental player. So six games, seven games into his career, I'm not ready to write up write off a, a developmental player. I think he does all the intangible things right, and we've talked about that so many times. It's not even worth bringing up. But the things that he does wrong, he's known for being coachable, and they're all, in my opinion, very coachable things because the arm strength is it seems to me from everything that I've read and everything that I've looked into is in his bottom half not being set. That's a coachable thing. Looking around, getting through your reads. Again, another coachable thing. And 
players aren't. I mean, the the play design, in my opinion, for half of the plays. I mean, it's 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 hard to get a good read on this player when I think that the offense has no rhythm. When you don't have rhythm, how can you how can you see what that player really is? It's like it's like putting it's like driving stick and never never getting it out of first gear and being like, oh, this car sucks. It's like you you're not you're not getting him to play in in full full sprint and I understand that you could probably say that that's on him as well but I don't think you can look at these unfortunately I don't think you can look at it in a vacuum I don't think you'll ever be able to say it's Nick or it's it's Jalen because I mean the fact of the matter is it's both of them I agree it's it's like I said chicken or the egg right I mean and an elite quarterback and Aaron Rodgers can maybe overcome those things but even bad play calling catches up to you if you're Aaron Rodgers and even the the geniuses of the geniuses, if you feel that way about Sean McVay, the quarterback play eventually ca- catches up to you there with with Jared Goff. Goff so, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say which one it is. It's just to me, I'm not ready to write off either of them. But I'm more frustrated with you know what you have in Hurts at this point, and I don't think they're they're. I I my personal opinion isn't that Hurts played well or was making mistakes. I didn't or wasn't making mistakes or it's all on Nick Sirianni. It's just that I look at it and I there's there's a there's a blueprint for a, a player like Dak, like some of these other developmental quarterbacks to. Take the onerous off of him. Make it easy on him. Make make the plays simple for him. Don't don't put but the dumb. ball in his hand but every dumb. single. He was, I, listen, and you're right. They shouldn't have put the ball in his hand that much. They should have. It, it, he was struggling. Nick Sirianni should have put the ball in Miles' hands. I'm not questioning that at all. But you're telling me make it easy for him. He was missing easy plays. That's the problem. How easy can you? You can't make it any easier if he's going to miss like simple things. No, I and I I agree. I, I mean, he's, my thing is I'm watching the game, and for every uh, you know the, the the one deep intermediate throw that got called back on penalties through a hold, like you see good plays from him. You see you see where like you see the Atlanta game, and then you see San Fran, and and again I go back to the San Fran game. You know he he was criticized by you for not having a good game but two plays and some not terrible play calling you're not you're not looking at this game as two straight bad games you're looking at it as they won two and then they got they got their shit kicked in at home in Dallas in Dak's first game but I mean, yeah but, but by that same token though if if Nick Sirianni is doing that, maybe we're not. I, I just no. I'm just. I mean, it, had he had a good game, we'd have a win. It w- of course well, it would be yeah, different. Well, I'm saying I'm I'm not saying if he had a good game. I'm I, again. I, I mean, I don't I don't put the loss two weeks ago on Jalen Hurts at all. I do put it on him on this one. I mean, that's at his feet. And the whole fucking bullshit about not looking at your turds. I look at my shit every fucking every time. You poop, have every to. poop. If every you poop. care about your health, you have to. I t- but I, there's I, blood in there. I stared at my shit. On on Tuesday morning for an hour and a half because that man playing quarterback made me drink easily fifteen beers, three slices of city steak pizza, which is American cheese, steak, pepper, dis- disgusting poop. Let me and- also say, not to continue to like shit on him because I'm going to say the exact same thing about Sirianni. That shit off a big loss to me is like so corny. Like the like I, the t shirts, the Sirianni t shirt thing. I was like, if we lose, it's going to be really bad. It's like that scene in Step Brothers where they're wearing the suits in the interview and then he farts. He's yeah. like, suits kind of seem fucked up now. Yeah, the shirts kind of seem fucking yeah, stupid fucking, now. The stupid hat. And like the fucking take a deuce comment, like, 
I don't know, man. Like it just struck me as corny. I can't help it. Yeah, I. I <sighs> it's just like it's not the time for that. It, like we just got bodied. Like I, it may. It just like struck me as like funny. Yeah, it's 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 not good. And timing. Sirianni does the same shit. Like he does the same like corny. Like I'm gonna wear like a, a player shirt all the time thing. And like it's it's cool. It's endearing for a little bit. And then, you know, you continue to pander and you call the Philly special. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's like, like oh, that didn't work. And then you hand out the shirts and it's like, okay, man, like, it's all cool. But, like, you had a horrible game after that. Yeah. Your quarterback had a horrible game. Like, it's not like I'm, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's an idiot. Like, oh, why would you say that? Like, it's, I'm not losing. I mean, it's it. very much, but yeah. It's, it's just like it's who they are, but it's like, it's hard. Losing makes me hate any, like, that's true. Yeah. yeah that's so, true. like, it, it could be like, I mean, Andy Reid times yours. I mean, I wanted to kill probably one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL by the end of his tenure. I mean, losing does not help. I just, I, uh, I, I'm, I struggle because there is, if you're right and Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, I did not say that. It, well, if if he does not improve by the end of this year, or it does not improve drastically, because let's face it, this team, uh, upper management, does not have faith in him long term. You're not going to get two years of both of these guys together. I just don't see it. I don't see how this this they they value the quarterback position more than any position in anything, and and it, he's not he's got the shortest lease of any year yeah, and one we did say that before. and it and it's just i am worried that if 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 the stupidity of the front office isn't overcome by like a player like Jalen Hurts who's who would be like a miracle player like he says all the right things is an underdog like he's easy he's so easy to root for but when when their talent just isn't there, which you know, I am not giving up on him by by Sunday. I promise you, I will say that wasn't me on the podcast. That was fake. But if it if it isn't there, do you have any faith, even with three first round picks, that this this team's going to get it right? I mean, I I wrote on here who the crumb bum of the week is, but let me tell you something. There's a crumb bum of the week that I would love to give out right now. You're a crumb creep, lush coward. There is no person in the city of Philadelphia that should get fucked up more. Like, I want to beat the fucking shit out of Harry Roseman because I don't think he gets it through his head after failure, after failure, after failure. And I'm sick and tired of people going, well, that Mylotta pick was pretty good, and how about that Goddard pick? Well, you know what would be a lot fucking better than Mylotta and Goddard? Well, if my first-round pick was good, too. Because you don't you don't go, oh, I don't have to pick Mylotta anymore. You still had that guy on your draft board, so it was still going to be your pick. But... You're, you're fucking around with your Dillards and your goofball J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Jalen Rager, who, objectively, I've given up on. He has no fucking passion for the game of football. I'm, and, and Nick Sirianni wants to talk about we love people who play, who love football. You know who loves football? Quez Watkins, who struggled all last year, came in, put the work in, was working in Texas with, with Jalen Hurts, uh, and then goes around and becomes a better player and is demanding to get more playing time. But for some reason, I'm seeing more snap share to when a clearly duck of a ball is thrown up. Do you know what I would do on that play in Marconi if I would have seen someone throw that ball? I would have taken my helmet off and hit the other guy with it because you're not intercepting my quarterback if I can get in the way. But th- besides the point, <laughs> just bullshit pick after bullshit pick, and I... I I let it I let it slip through when they fired Doug and they got rid of Carson Wentz and I somehow said, well, this guy might get it right. He's not going to get it right. He's a jerk-off who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and deserves to get the shit kicked out of him. 
Sorry. Crumb bum of the week. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing? That's- so, are so, you all right? No, I was heated. I've been thinking about that for. I mean, it's. I mean, it's fair. I'm very aggravated because it's just you know, like you are are you know, and, and I'm, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying uh, in my right brain, which is like you know the logical lens. Like these are problems. If this consists, he's not the guy. Uh, problem is the reality of the world that if he isn't the guy is really fucking worse. It's worse because it's not oh, yeah. going to get better. I want him to be the guy. I'm fucking he, dying he for him to, to be, be the guy. guy for but this. we have to be honest with ourselves. He has to be better. Well, yeah. He well, has that, to be significantly better. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, and my fear now, watching him play now, is this is my fear. My fear is that this happened. Last year, everybody hated Carson Wentz and wanted him gone so bad. The vitriol that people felt for Carson Wentz was insane. It was toxic. It was palpable. It was poisonous. They wanted him gone under any circumstances. They would have started me at quarterback if it meant that Carson Wentz was gone. And my fear is that people, fans of the Eagles, who I don't think are any less of fans for not agreeing with me. I get that a lot. If I don't, if I don't blow fucking Jalen Hurts every chance I get, people are like, oh, you're not a real fan. People wanted him going so bad that they were willing to lie to themselves about where Jalen Hurts was in his development, about where he was, about his ceiling and his level of talent. And we are now seeing a little bit of an issue where he may not be where we need a starting quarterback in the NFL to be. And maybe one day he can get there. But he's not there today, I don't think. Mm-mm. I don't think anybody could argue that he's not there yet. And the I limitations that he has on his game are serious. It's not, it's not like a, a young like rookie quarterback who, who hasn't been brought up yet. It's not like that. It's, it's things that... You any quarterback has to do that he doesn't seem to be able to. They don't throw the ball to the middle of the field. Why? He doesn't seem to go through his progressions. Why? Like this is stuff this is stuff that you you expect you don't have to teach. And, and sometimes there's mechanical issues and stuff like that. And I know that every quarterback, most quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, they have some some trouble. But I just don't know like I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid that the ceiling's not high enough for him to be a long-term starter. That's what I'm afraid of. And I don't want it to happen, but after watching the last couple weeks, and also a couple games last year, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, like, it's not like I'm making this snap judgment. I was afraid of, of what we were going to see. He looked great against Atlanta because it was, like you said, it was very simplified. Yeah. They didn't ask him to do a ton. You know, but the inconsistency that he shows, yeah, it scares me. And, and I, I'm not ready to hang my hat on him. And I think that people were just so ready to move on from Wentz. Right, wrong, or indifferent has nothing to do with how good or bad of a player Wentz is. People wanted him gone, and they would have jumped on any train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the, I think unfortunately for that, Outside of everybody knowing what this front office thinks, it's also—I mean—the Wentz, the Wentz situation is really 
really f- like fucked up the perception of of what it means to be a young quarterback developing and it's 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 like you you want this team it's it's just so jarring to think about where this team was going into 2020 and what it is now and it's just it it i mean it's it's an indictment on the owner it's an indictment on the jerk off gm and, and and now it's you know it's it's falling to the feet of a seven start uh, you know developmental quarterback and a first time 40 year old play caller who both looked like on monday that the moment was too big for them yeah and yeah. it's 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 just so let me let me ask you let's say you know Obviously, we're not going to say he plays this bad all year. I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll be better than he was this week. This week was a disaster. And yeah, the lights were too bright. But let's say he plays this year, and it's just it's just not good. If you're Howie Roseman, what is the move at quarterback next year? Because I'm not, I don't feel great about the draft prospects now. Things may change over the course mm-hmm. of the year. We'll watch these guys. But like, I don't feel inspired by Sam Howell. I don't feel inspired by Spencer Rattler. I almost think that the right move would be to try your luck on like a young-ish quarterback who may be in line for like a career resurgence. Think of Tannehill leaving and going to the Titans. You know, think like the difference that made in his career. Think of Darnold leaving the Jets and going uh, to the Panthers. Maybe yeah. somebody who needs a change of scenery, who can be better. I, I know it's not like ugh. there's not many examples out there. Uh, the guys that come to mind are Mariota, mm-hmm. and don't punch me in my face when I say it, but like Trubinsky. It, it, no, I mean it's, I mean, it's not pretty. It's, it's not a pretty cheap. situation. It's, it's cheap. I'll give you that. I mean, personally, going through what I had just said, I mean, if I was Howie Roseman. I would say to myself going into the draft and that, you know, as it is right now, if the season ended today, like we have, what was it? Three games. We have five more games like Atlanta, five more games like San Fran and five more games like, or four more games like Dallas. So, I mean, the rating of the quarterback looking at it that way, I give him a C. I don't think you win long-term with that quarterback. I think you can win games with that quarterback. We don't, and then that's taking out development. That's taking out play calling. That's taking out anything. If that's the case, I am. Uh, I don't think I'm like oh hitching my wagon to Jalen Hurts. But at the same time, given the prospects that we are now, I think you need to take those three first round picks that you have and get three can't miss guys. I, I don't want a quarterback that no, I don't. I mean, know there's them. a consideration that all three of them are going to be top ten. I mean, yeah. there's a serious. I, uh, I don't know. I said it, and then I thought about it. It'll be hard, but say say three top fifteen picks. I think you go get. Got to get. I hate to say, it, but you got to get a linebacker. Linebacker corner. I think linebacker corner and defensive end, and and it, the offense hopefully improves. But you know, or and then it, that's the first round. I mean, you you've bolstered your defense through those three first round picks, and then you have the entire draft to improve elsewhere if you want to buy, pick up offensive linemen, things like that. And we don't know where things are going to be months from now. But to me, if there isn't a quarterback that people are looking at in the same vein that people were looking at Trevor Lawrence, where it's like, this is the guy. Go get this guy. I think this team is so 
void of talent, void of cheap talent, and yes, we're going to free up some space, like $33 million. I think that you have to build the team over. And I I am a fan, and I know some people, and there's there's older people. I think it's like an old head thing. Got to get the quarterback, then get the team. And I am I am a fan of Denver Broncos, where it's. Like, I am look, so glad you said that. Yeah, that's the team I would model after. I would want to be a Denver Bronco. I would want to be, and I don't agree with trading for Carson Wentz. I'm glad they did, but the Colts and the Colts are going to be competitive for multiple years. They've they're a little injuries, a little injury issues now. Yeah, they had a but, tough tough couple games. For yeah, sure. and, I mean, and they're hamstrung by their quarterback, and. Uh, you know, but they have a team that you pull Wentz out and you put another good quarterback in there, they can win games. And, you know, that's the kind of model that I would follow. Smart, patient, and it's hard for your fan fan base like Philadelphia, but smart, patient, drafting, smart, patient, free agent. No, I totally agree. And then, and then go get the quarterback when he's the guy and – sell out for him or you know you're now you're a free agent destination because you're like yeah like Pittsburgh Aaron Rodgers said this week I really like Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's a great place and he could have been just teasing with with um Pat McAfee with all the drama going well and and the fact that they're going to be an open place quarterback but that's another example of a team you know outside of the offensive line which they could build in a year you can build an offensive line quickly if you're in front of in the top of the draft because one guy makes such a big difference on the offensive line. You know, if if Landon Dickerson, who is not playing well, he got he was that'll be a tangent. Very bad, uh, but, but that was what I was thinking about when I started thinking about how pissed off I am at Howie Roseman. It's just for every make. I mean, you, you, we had to bite our nails to make sure he was going to pick Devontae Smith, who was the pick. Yeah, you, you know, it's just it's just pick after pick after pick where Meanwhile, I get frustrated. Asante Jr. is like, yep. No, I, that's that's what I was pissed off. But yep. you know, building a team that way is what I would do. I just, I that's why I want and need Jalen Hurts to be that guy because then he forces the hand of the team to build it that way. But I, I totally I, agree, and it's funny that you brought it up because at some point today I was going to do like a rant, and it's not necessarily Eagles related, but I am so sick and tired. Like I'm so tired of watching like piss poor shit tier franchises ruin young quarterbacks careers before they start. Yeah. I'm so tired of it. Jalen uh Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson. I mean, I I think so someone was talking uh Ben Solak was talking on his podcast about how different quarterbacks learn differently and uh like learning the new speed so like Trevor with Lawrence is like let me see if I could throw this ball in that little tight window and then he finds out he's like, "Oh, corners are faster here." And then, you know, that's how he's developing, and he sees that as, like, a positive, whereas, like, I, I can't see how you can make the same argument for Wilson, but Wilson never played against a defense that was worth shit while he was at PYO. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy to me. I but, mean, like, the one, like, I don't, I, my, like, if I was Jackson, if I was a fan of Jacksonville, I'd be horrified right now because if, if they don't, if I don't see them improving. They don't look like a team that's going to get any better. The mm-hmm. coach looks like he's... Yeah, he's buying a plane ticket. He's a flight risk. So, like between that and their defense is bad, they're they're not running the ball. James Robinson's got like he's not barely even getting touches. I would be so afraid that this team's going to be so bad that the losing is going to spoil Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Because if you like, you come in and you like you just get crushed and you don't develop your career for a lot of quarterbacks. It's over before it starts. 
Sometimes yeah. it's not a ship that can be righted. Yeah, think about Rosen. I mean, I mean yeah. that guy got such a bad hand. I don't think he was ever going to be anything special. No, but it's quarterback after quarterback yeah. after quarterback. The fact that Sam Darnold got traded and is now like looking pretty good, like that's not everybody's going to have that opportunity. Yeah. Look at what happened to Winston. Look what yeah. happened to Winston. He was on, you know, he was on a bad team. Look what happened to Mariota. He was on a bad team, and now they're like, you know, backups fighting for a job. Winston had to win a quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. against Taysom Hill. Like, it was a competition. They were biting their nails. They they didn't know who their quarterback was going to be. Right. He should have walked into that. Yeah, and 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 that's another argument uh, on top of that of, like, not that they get ruined. Say, you know, they, they can be saved, some of these quarterbacks, and that's all the more reason to build the foundation and then put a guy there. Absolutely. And, and you know, not everybody's that lucky. I mean, Jaguars would be fools not to pick Trevor Lawrence. No, they had to. But, but, but it's I, – and I, get, I understand why they had choice. to. But it pisses me off so yeah. bad. Like, I, I – it's uh it's just kills it's so me. So frustrating. And and <laughs> Matt Nagy, how he's he getting starts, fired. He's yeah, not he's making it go. the year. He's not making it. The year. He's, There's he's no way. It's it's it, the NFL this year has been, I think, particularly goofy. I haven't seen. I mean, the Chiefs are one and two for crying out loud at the bottom of their division. That won't last. No, <laughs> but I mean, no, <laughs> they're going to be two and two in like the five a days. few days. Yeah. yeah. Um, what. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna talk about another young quarterback. I forgot. So let me ask you this. So we're talking in hypotheticals because I, I, I spoiler alert on terms of like the next half of the show, which should go very quickly because uh, you know you'll you'll hear. I mean, we're playing the goddamn Chiefs. So let me ask you this: in an ideal world, what is like for you now, what is the ceiling of this Philadelphia Eagles team? Like what, where do you walk out of this season and you say, I can't wait to podcast in the off season. Like where, well, like what, what do you need to happen? Like what, like, so I think a good thing for Eagles fans after this game, after this start is to reset their expectations for the seasons and, and kind of temper expectations, but also think there are things to root for. So, I mean, my thing would be, I would want to see, Two of these three receivers, I've made it very clear about how I feel about Jalen Rager. Two of these three receivers show me their NFL guys. I think Devontae Smith has already done that, but I want to I want to see the feeling that he makes me feel on the field. Like those guys develop, and then obviously Jalen Hurts is is the other guy. It, show me you're an NFL quarterback, and I don't care if you win games or you lose games. Just, I want to see development throughout the year. I think that's. I don't think they're going to win many games after that. They're playing a, a a murderer's row schedule, but I'd like to see them throughout these compete in all these games that they're going to be in. And it's it's game planning. It's Jalen Hurts and it's the wide receivers and everything else. I I, I don't expect wins anymore. I just I want to see those guys improve. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree. I want to see them be a competitive team. I want them to not look like they don't deserve to be on the field with a lot of these teams. And, you know, we talked about Jalen Hurts not looking good two weeks ago. I don't think they look like they didn't deserve to be on the field with the Niners. Mm-hmm. So I think in a lot of these games, they will look like they're supposed to be there. This was this was definitely an exceptional low. I don't expect this to be the norm for this team, as bad as they performed this week. But I do need to see significant improvement from Jalen Hurts to be excited about him moving forward in the areas where he's obviously weak because even in the game we dominated he obviously avoided the middle of the field 
And even in that game that we dominated, he had some throws that were inaccurate. There was the one uh, that he had, I think, to Ertz, where Ertz had the slide, where he had 25 yards in front of him. And, okay, maybe those things get worse with pressure. But you're not always going to play the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. So, and maybe Sirianni should have been better. And I, I totally agree with that. He should have been better. He should have dialed up more run plays. He should have he should have helped Jalen Hurts more. Yeah, but I I just need to see him be able to do. I need him to, I need him to be able to make routine plays. I need him to be accurate in intermediate passes. So those kind of things, I want to see Sirianni a little bit more. I want to see him not – I mean, he looked he looked lost too. I want to see him not get out coached by uh, the likes of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, Mike McCarthy blows, by the way. Just, if we get out of this year and I've seen – I don't know. Jalen Hurts – I'm not worried about the stat line at this point. I don't care how many touchdowns he throws. But if he looks good, if he looks competent, if he can improve – on consistency and improve on not making dazzling plays because I've seen him make incredible throws. Mm-hmm. The throw he made, we talked week one across his body while rolling out was great. Yeah, I want to see him stand in the pocket. I, that's what I want to see. So show me some of that, um, and then I, and then I'll be excited moving forward. Yeah, Espe- I, I would listen. I want nothing more than for him to be the guy. You don't understand. I want it so bad. You think I hate the kid. I don't hate him. I think you just I think I think you're realistic, which is I'm trying which to be isn't, realistic. Which isn't fun. But it's but it's, it's it's the right thing to be in this scenario. And I get it. I, I think though the the one thing that Eagles fans have and then we can throw this to break, uh the Eagles have a very simple thing to watch as as a fan against Kansas City and these teams that are like Kansas City, Tampa Bay. There are things that, that this team did the last three games and, and in particular the last two games that are, are like very easy for like a, a, any Joe fan to to look at and say, "Oh, this has gotten better." They've made it very easy for us. Maybe it's because they're so clear and glaring, and that 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 could be a bad thing, but. You'll know when Jalen Hurts is hitting those guys in stride again because anybody can see that. It's not we're we're not at the level of like minutia to tweak things to get better, which I thought we were kind of at. You know, like in the you know endless in the, talent. Ni- in the Niners game, it yeah. looked like we were like a couple plays away. Yeah. So now it's like you know as this team gets better. I mean, we've reset our expectations low, and now we can watch game in and game out and focus on things that are very easy to focus in on. So that'll that'll be interesting. That's that's kind of. What we have in our fantasy teams, I suppose. I'm going to kill myself. All right. Yeah, at- this week on the Philly Specialist, ritual suicide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been fighting for 40, after- 50 minutes. We've been fighting for it. Feels good though. I thought it was. I think it's good content. Good, good content for the kids. Uh, we don't have an ad this week, do we? Did Did we ever get a text? No, from- no, we actually do. Uh, no. Actually, it's like it's not necessarily an ad. It's just some exciting news. Um, we are. Going to kind of partner up with a new app called Airspace. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It, it'll let us talk to each other and you guys. It's like a, it's like an ongoing audio group chat. So anybody can listen to it during the week. And as news breaks, you know we'll have takes. And and rather than have you wait to hear us on Thursday morning, we'll be able to drop you know our thoughts on the takes. We'll be able to converse. You guys can hear that. We'll be dropping messages in. 
Um, we'll be linking everything on our Twitter so everybody can can go check it out. Also, you can just download the app. Again, it's on it's called Airspace. It's on the uh, Apple uh, App Store. Not available yet on Android. So sorry for all you Android users, Dom. I'm a piece of garbage. Um, but yeah, we'll be sharing all that stuff: Twitter, Instagram, and you guys can follow our our uh, our conversations and, and listen into our takes during the week as news breaks. And you know, I'll, I'll be sure to include a link. Uh, in the show notes, and I'll drop something on the Instagram too. So it's pretty cool that we're doing that. I'm I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah, another and, way to reach out. Yeah, and and if if all goes well, uh, and you're allowed, which I'm saying, if you're allowed, if Damo lets you to come over to my house to watch the game on Sunday, I got news that, that I got news for you. That only depends on Tom and Liz. Dom, well, Dom, that's, that, Dom that's down for anything. Well, I, I know. I'm just what I'm doing is it was an attempt at reverse psychology. It felt, it, like, it felt like you were just guilting me. Yeah. Did, was that working? Yeah. Well, you know what helped the single tier? Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think I can bring it up, but I will debut a new sound. Let's do the draft watch. Oh, shit. We're doing a draft watch? Yeah. Uh, uh, which uh, one did I put it on? Uh, yellow, oh, I got it. 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 Yellow, I got it. Orange. One thing we were supposed to do is remind us that that was really, <laughs> was really, loud. That was really fucking loud. <laughs> that was the, the loudest uh, one. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh my god! So real quick, uh, just running through the NFL. Uh, Indy lost. Wentz played all the snaps. He's at ninety-seven percent through three weeks. He's at seventeen percent of the total snaps that he needs to get to based off of a projected total sta- uh, snap count. Um, I, I do have to ask you a question about that. Uh, you've you've answered it, but not on a podcast. So that was stupid. That what I is said it? You well, they, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, so and the Dolphins lost to Vegas. They almost gave the game up. Brissett played pretty well, but uh, I think that team is in trouble as well. Uh, if if the season were to end today, we would have ten, six, and three. Oh, I love it. My quick question for you is: If you are the Indianapolis Colts and you continue to play like poop. Do you think that there's any point where they sit Wentz and, and try to get their pick back? No. Highly doubt it. You, do you think it's because they won't get there in terms of they, they're going to play some easier teams? Or do you uh, think it's because... I think that I think that they will compete late in the season. Their schedule opens up. They had a tough couple, you know, a tough skid the first couple games. Um, and they have to get healthy. And they'll start to get a little healthier as the year goes on. And I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be in it till late. But more importantly... Um, I think that Frank Reich knows that benching Carson Wentz for any reason is poisonous. Can't do it. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, you. I, I think that's a, that's the one thing I'm thinking about. It, do they ever? They got to know that that's it. That guy's career, his career is over if you bench him again. Yeah. No, you can't do it. You can't. I mean, maybe. Ooh, maybe you could go to Pittsburgh. Actually, Pittsburgh has a terrible offensive line. He'll the same thing. Dude, I can't believe how bad that O line is. Yeah, I don't know why they thought Najee Harris was going to fix that. Hey, Ed, if you're listening to this, uh, oh, I meant the Colts, but yeah, but oh, Colts too. Colts got talent on the offensive line. Just it's just like not they're not performing very well. It's the most important, but like thing in sports, and I don't understand why more. It should be the most valued thing in. And like quarterback is ridiculous, but you're only you just wanted to kill Howie Roseman for drafting Landon Dickerson like ten minutes ago. I think Landon Dickerson, when you have well, well, I, I, I actually don't. I never, I never complained specifically about Landon Dickerson. It was the Rager, and the, he just can't. Dra- I, I hate him. I hate him so much. I know I'll, you do. I'll yeah. go. I'll go off again. And I, I just, ah, we, I, we all want to punch get, him. The the keys to I saw a Facebook status. You know, when you get like a Facebook status like that you posted five years ago or something. Yeah, I said that. Uh, Howie Roseman should be on a spike outside of the Novacare. 
And I read it back, and I was like, Damn, time is a flat circle. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about today, as and and during the game, when Nick Sirianni was struggling, I'm not giving up on him. That's that's not what I'm doing. But Brian Dabble of the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, who is that his name? Dabble. Dable, Dable, whatever his name is. I, I don't know how to say it. Uh, and it might not even be the right guy. But it's the offensive coordinator. He didn't even want to come interview here. He said, I'll stay as an offensive coordinator in Buffalo. I don't want to go there. Do you know how bad of a owner-GM combination you have to be to not take it, like more money, more autonomy? Except it isn't because you got to listen to what they Yeah, say. but you know what? That wasn't his only – that wasn't the only opportunity he had. I think he interviewed in other places. He just didn't even interview here. And then he ended up not taking a head coaching job th- or not being offered one. I think he didn't take – I think – I don't know if he wasn't offered one or if he, the switch – it was like he was like sitting back and making a decision and they were like, we're not going to wait. We're going to pick up Sala because Sala – I think it was like he interviewed for the Jets job. I mean yeah. this is hearsay at this point. This is bad journalism. I'm not a journalist. I want it. You know who I wanted? I wanted Joe Brady. Is that the guy uh, from the OC from Carolina? Yeah, is he still in? in he stay, he's still in Carolina. I yeah. Think, yeah, so the, that, that was my guy at the time. Yeah, I like that guy. I think he's creative. You know who I want? Which is I'm gonna puke, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. That kid, literally a kid. He's like he came in the league in 2015 as a quarterback. Now he's the offensive coordinator for Dallas. Kellen Kellen Moore Kellen Moore. Yeah, dude, that guy. He he sees football in a way that not many people do, and he's only we we you know what we shouldn't do this because you know what we're not out on Nick Sirianni. Oh no, yeah, let's, yeah, no. Let, like, just, let's let's take it easy here. Hang right, on. All right, let's let's reground myself. I, I got a little WIP. I gotta. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not we are not myself. The Philly right. specialist as a stance. We are not out on Sirianni, and we are not yet out on Hertz either. No, not. But, not out of But we way. have to recognize the significant improvement we need to see from both. Yes. Okay. Yes. That, I think that's where we both stand. You know, we're uh, two we, sides uh, of the do same. Do you want to fuck up Howie Roseman too? Like if you saw him on the street and you have to. You know, to I gave a- him a lot of slack the last few years. I gave him a lot of slack going into the draft. Yeah, we did. Because, let me, I mean, listen, there is no question in my mind there was a problem with development with players. So, again, it's like, well, if they're not being developed, how do you judge the GM? So I gave him a lot of slack. But there are what the fuck was that? Sound? I kicked uh, oh trash can. There are a significant amount of fuck ups on Howie Roseman's record. Even I can't deny that. So I don't know if I would like sneak him. Trick question. I'm hitting him first, and you have to follow up. Yeah, that's I mean, but just that's laws of friendship. Yeah, that's just the law. I mean, yeah, if you hit him first. We don't do that, but just so everybody knows, we don't do that to people. Unless unless you're not sharing and liking this. If you don't share and like the Philly specialist uh, when we when we post our podcast, you're on my hit list. And if I see you, snuck. I'm sneaking you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this right now and you haven't already shared it, let me know. Send me your All location. Right. Drop a pin. We got to get to the keys. We got to move on. We're, we're going to go to the keys of the game. Do you have a key? For Kansas do you have City a key noise? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, do the crumb bum button again. Though. Okay. You're a crumb creep, lush cow. We don't have any any noises for that, but you know, maybe I could get like jingling keys. <laughs> Did you laugh at my third bullet point that I didn't tell you ahead of time? Is that what you laughed at a minute ago? <laughs> no, I didn't read that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the keys of the game. What's what's your number one key? Uh, Mahomes gets really bad diarrhea. That would be helpful. Yes, yes. I my my key to the game also with the quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts takes the limitless pill from Bradley Cooper from the movie Limitless. <laughs> that would be 
insanely helpful. Uh, um, if Kansas City forgets that the game's on Sunday, maybe you know they don't. They just forget to get on the plane. They forfeit. Yeah, if 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 potentially Jackson Mahomes does a TikTok dance that is so uh, sexually enticing to his 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 football team, the the Chiefs that they get distracted and we score a quick touchdown and they're flabbergasted. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, maybe I I don't know if Andy Reid like kicks a dog <laughs> on YouTube mm-hmm. and everybody sees it and he gets like suspended. Maybe the shock of that. Yeah, the absolute worst thing anyone in that Reed family has ever done. <laughs> Hang on. I'm not here to shit on Andy Reid. No, not I love Andy Reid. I love uh, Andy. Yeah, Andy Reid actually decides, forgets that he left the Eagles 10 years ago and play calls for the Eagles. <laughs> and leaves <laughs> leaves the Chiefs with no idea what to do. They just don't have any plays. In all seriousness, though, if there was a path to victory for the Birds this week, let's just say, I don't think there is only be if the Chiefs were three and zero, I would say, ooh, <laughs> upset of trap. the week. That's our new betting sound. Yeah, and I would bet on that because why not? <laughs> but they're one and two. They're they're looking to knock some heads off. It's yeah, going to be a they're tough pissed game. off. Oh. Um, if there's a way to beat Kansas City, I don't know what it is. Well, I think you have to have uh, Justin Herbert. That's that's pretty, or or Lamar Jackson. Right, right, uh, right. We, we don't have that. So guy. we're back to Mahomes getting diarrhea. Yeah, so we're diarrhea going back is to, the only option. Diarrhea is the one and only way we uh, we, we win this game. Mm. Um, speaking of um, sh- uh, shitting uncontrollably, uh, my egg bet. Uh, <laughs> if the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. I wrote this in my notes, but I'm not going to actually hold true to this. I said, if the Eagles win, I'll take an egg rectally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I'll eat an egg if they win, though. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I'll eat four eggs if they win. All right, scrambled or straight? no, no. I'll eat four raw eggs. If, if the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. I'm eating oh. four raw eggs if the Eagles win. Let's let's go. Let's go. That's the bet this week. All right, uh, my uh, I think you spelled rectally wrong. I definitely didn't. Yeah, yeah, you did. You definitely did. All right. Well, let me give you this. Uh, my bet of the week. You're gonna tease Tennessee playing the Jets down to two, and you're gonna tease the Chiefs down to negative one. Uh, I know it's not fun to bet against the Eagles, but uh. We all know what we're getting ourselves into. Let's win some money, and if you lose, you make some money. Uh, you lose twenty five bucks. So that's that's my bet of the day. Uh, a little more on my gambling corner in terms of my start of the week, sit of the week. Um, Is this fantasy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. My start of the week. Uh, if you were ever considering sitting Travis Kelsey, uh, he is going to absolutely bully um, this. Linebacking core. I mean, we they're they're not good in coverage. They're not good in pass, uh, passing uh, situations. And he's the best tight end. Uh, oh, that was another one. Uh, maybe Travis Kelsey feels so bad for his brother that he convinces everyone to let us win. That's another key to the game. It could happen. Pity. Uh, my sit of the week off the cuff, real quick for you. How about 
I don't know, uh, Allen Robinson because that team's terrible. I can't team believe it. I feel so bad. I want to save him, but I know that he won't be good here either until we round a little bit more into shape. But I would like him in free agency. That I got a cool. oh, that would be banging. I have a start of the week at Zach Moss. Ooh. Houston's run defense is bad. He seems to be wrestling that yeah. job away from Devin Singletary. Pretty interesting. I don't have a sit this week, but what I do have is a hurry up and go pick up. And it's hurry up and go pick up Marlon Mack. I picked him up in every single league I'm in. He's healthy. He's very talented. And he has just been given the green light to go request a trade. He's behind Jonathan Taylor on the depth chart. He's not a receiving back, so Naeem Hines is getting those snaps over him. But if he gets traded away, there's a lot of quarterback, uh, quarterback, there's a lot of running back needy teams floating around. Uh, and I think like if he goes to a team like Baltimore, or if he goes Ooh. to a team like Houston, he's instantly the best running back. Uh, on that roster, that's juicy. That 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 Baltimore. I I, I don't think Baltimore as a franchise will will do that because they're they're too smart to give up assets for a running back. I'm but just saying. I think I mean, it would be cool. He's to been be given there. the green light, and he's he's looking around, and uh, you know, there's there's a few teams I could see him ending up on and and being being pretty good. Okay. Well, there's one last thing. Um, again, uh, Liz, Tom, if you're listening to this, please come over to my house so that Eric comes over so we can play the Eagles-Kansas City drinking game. Uh, what is that? That is the game that I've created to uh, make the game go a little bit quicker. Uh, enjoy yourself a little bit more because, I mean, let's face it, this is going to be a tough one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Every Travis Kelsey reception, take oh, a sip no. of your beer. Every oh. time the broadcast brings up either Jalen Hurts' turd comment or Nick Sirianni wearing the T-shirt. You have to have a drink. A whole drink? Uh, take a sip. Okay, okay. Every okay. Eagles series without a running play, got to take a drink. Every touchdown for the Eagles, you have to finish your beer. What about shots? Uh, if the Eagles win, you have to finish a bottle of Jameson. What? Yeah, I don't know. If... Uh, no, shots. Just make uh, one of them like a pickleback or something. Uh, okay. What uh, would be something that's rare but fun? Uh, how about every Hargrave sack? You have to take a shot. Yeah, I'm into that. And every time Jalen Hurts properly leads a receiver, you got to take a drink. I'm beating okay. up on my guy. That's yeah. my boy, but it's fun. Hopefully, um, yeah, I'm going to be obliviated. Yeah, I'm going to puke my bed again. Uh, I'm, I'm actually not allowed to puke my bed anymore. We are out. <laughs> Of bed sheets. That's, no. Well, oh, no more gift cards. No more. Well, I have one more gift card, but I think we're going to use it for Christmas decorations, and I plan on puking on those too. So I have to have enough to pay for two sets of Christmas trees. <laughs> Who buys sets of Christmas trees? You can get them two for two for one and a half. They're they're on sale. That's our next uh, sponsor. I never have any idea what the fuck you're talking about. Honestly. Yeah, I, I just say things. <laughs> <laughs> Do we use every button? What's that bottom bl- uh, purple one? Oh, that's an ad. That's an ad. Today's episode of the Philly Specialist yeah, is off. brought to you by Alleviate Media. Oh, Alleviate yeah, got alleviate, a freebie. Ooh, alleviate got a alleviate, freebie. Alleviate, you're going to have to uh, uh, send us uh, $1 via Venmo uh, to both of us. Uh, I'm stalling now uh, to uh, give us the music that sends us out. Uh, I think this is a good one. Uh, I think that – oh, final scores, final scores. Uh, what, do you, what do you predict? Final score of the Eagles game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right. 
I'm not going to predict a blowout. I can't predict a blowout. I can't do it to myself. I think the Eagles offense finds a way. They they put something together. And I think that the Eagles lose this game, unfortunately. But I do think they put up 21. And I think it's... Uh, 30 to 21. Ooh, I have a uh, 35, 24 Kansas city. Okay. I think, I think the offense does get a little bit right. I think they realize that they have a, a solid running back and uh, the quarterback figures it out a little bit more. I mean, you, you all learn from this. Uh, I, you look at your turds though. You know? Yeah. I Listen, look if there's one, if there's one little bit of advice I can give everybody here, it's, it's make sure that you guys are checking your turds for blood. Check your turds for blood. Because if you end up having blood in your turds... Tag the Philly Specialist in your turd. Post it on Instagram and tag TPS Turd. <laughs> One special turd will win a free bottle of Imodium. We're going we're gonna to lead you out with Choir Riot tonight, baby. We're going to get sued one day. Yeah, we are. Nobody tell Choir Riot about this. Thank you for listening to the Philly Specialist. We are fucking miserable, baby. Please go, birds. <laughs>